Thanks for joining us. To keep up with the latest news and podcasts, visit www.propelchurchaz.com. Now get ready for a great message from Pastor Jason. Pull out your outlines. You can go to YouVersion for the notes or your online Bible. And if you would at this time also silent your phone so it's not a distraction to those around you, we would appreciate it. And we're going to jump into this week two of the series that we started last Sunday entitled Our God Is. And in this series, we're looking at the fact that our God is known by many different names. We can look at scripture and sometimes we can read in the Old Testament and see different names of the Lord and we're like, what does that mean? What, what is that implication to my life, you know, and why, does, why is there that specific name of the Lord? And sometimes we read in the English translation and we don't see all of the Hebrew names that the Bible was originally written in. But that's what, if you were to go back and look at the Hebrew Bible, that's the word that would be there. And so we're looking at some of these names in order that we can draw closer to the Lord. Because when we know who our God is, when we know his nature and character, we can fall in love and draw closer to the Lord in our relationship every single day. And so it's important to know the names of God in, in and throughout scripture. We serve the one true God, don't we? That has many names to describe his nature and character, describe who he is. And the different names of God are not only for his glory and honor, not only to, to ascribe glory to his name because of who he is, to paint the picture for our lives, but to help us understand the God that we serve when it comes to our relationship with him. And through Jesus, through our relationship with Christ, we can know our God in a personal way. And in God's word and through Jesus, who is the word, Jesus is the word, God has revealed himself to us. Again, in Old Testament times, people that communicated with God, they would know and understand the different names of God in order to address him, to know who he was in his nature and character. And so we're looking at some of those different names. And again, the reason is that we would grow more in love with God because we would be reminded of and understand who he is as God Almighty. If you were not here last Sunday, I encourage you to go back and watch last week's message on our website at propelchurchaz.com, and it'll help set up this message and the rest of this series as we're looking at the different names of God. But we left off last Sunday talking about how God revealed himself as Yahweh or as Jehovah, and these are God's personal names in his relationship to us as Redeemer. We know that through Christ, he's redeemed our lives. He's bought us back. Christ's blood paid the price so that we could have salvation, that we could have a personal relationship with God. And so it's through Christ that we can know Jehovah, that we can know our Heavenly Father. We can know the God, the three in one. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And they represent, these names, Yahweh and Jehovah, represent or reveal God's nature in the highest and fullest way possible. In fact, Yahweh or Jehovah speak to the absolute faithfulness of God in our lives as Redeemer. And he didn't just tell us they loved us. God didn't just say, okay, I love you. I hope you know that. But he showed us by sending his one and only son, Jesus, to die for our sin. We know that. That's the foundation of the gospel message. That's the foundation of the salvation message. And He did it not only because of his awesome love for us, but because he's a personal God who communicates in a personal way to each of us as Jehovah. That's what we have to understand, that when we are studying the names of God, that we have to look at his nature and character and understand that he's a personal God. 
God wants to reach out. He wants to communicate his love to us in a personal way. He wants us to know him personally through Jesus and his nature and character. And so over the next several weeks, we're going to look at God's name, Jehovah, compounded with other names to be reminded of who he is in our personal relationship with him. And so today we're going to look at two different names of Jehovah. And the first is this, Jehovah-Rohi, which means the Lord is my shepherd. Now we understand that we've read in scripture that, okay, God is the shepherd of our lives. And even more personally, Jesus is our shepherd. But this is the Hebrew name, Jehovah-Rohi. When you see that name, it says and means the Lord is my shepherd. Jesus refers to himself in John chapter 10 as the good shepherd. If you go back and read that chapter at another time, and that Jesus said he's the gate as the truth, the life, and the way. And so Jesus is the shepherd that leads us into all truth. He leads us into abundant life. And he leads us into God's plans and purposes and eternal life. He's the end all. He's the only way to God. He's the only way to heaven is, is with Jesus. And so without Jesus, we are lost. That's why he's the shepherd of our lives personally. Now, we don't have shepherds in our culture per se today, as we would think of shepherds. But in biblical times, and even still today in Israel, there are shepherds. In certain, in certain countries around the world, there are shepherds today. And in scripture, we are referenced to as sheep, right? We all know that. And so that's why Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, you're the sheep. He said, I'm the way. The sheep have to come through me. And, but we understand that sheep need a shepherd. Otherwise, they are all over the place. They wonder. I mean, it's really a beautiful picture in what God was trying to say about us. That without Christ, without him being the shepherd of our lives, we wonder in life. We go off and do what we want to do. And sometimes, if you look at it, and this is the picture of the reality of it, that sheep are stupid. That's why, I'm honestly... And I'm willing to admit that sometimes, in my flesh, I'm stupid. Right? That's why I need a shepherd. That's why we need a shepherd. That's why Jesus is the good shepherd. God is faithful in our lives to lead us so that we don't wonder, that we don't get attacked by the enemy or the prey, that we don't get eaten up by the world. That's right. That's right. Because he wants to lead our lives. And so Jesus is and should be the shepherd of our lives because God is known as the shepherd. He's Jehovah Rohi. Look with me at what Jacob said to his sons at the end of his life in Genesis 49. And he's about ready to die, and he pulls his sons together. He pulls his, his boys together, and he reminds them of who they are in God and, who, and what God had done for them, how he had blessed them, how he had taken care of them, and who they are and who God created them individually to be. And then this is what he said about his son Joseph in verses 22 through 25. He said, Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. And with bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility. But his bow remained steady. His strong arm stayed limber because of the hand of the mighty one, referring to God of Jacob, because of the shepherd. There it is. The rock of Israel. Because of your father's God who helps you because of the almighty who blesses you with blessings of the skies above, blessings of the deep springs below, blessings of the breast and womb. And so church, we see here Jacob is reminding his sons of who God is and what he had done. But I want you to see specifically that God as the shepherd helps us to fight our battles. 
as the shepherd of our lives, God will help us to fight our battles. And that's what he was reminding his sons here of what God had done for Joseph. Jacob knew God was their shepherd. He knew that God had fought all of their battles. He knew that God was with them and he helped Joseph even when his attackers or enemies were after his life. Why? Because God is the shepherd that not only watches over us and protects us, but he fights for us. God f- helps us to fight our battles in life. We're not left alone That's right, amen. to defend against the enemy. God is with us amen. as the shepherd. And as Jehovah, God has made himself personal to us again through Jesus. Jesus is the personal shepherd of our lives. And so through Christ, we have victory because the battle is already won. That's right, amen. It doesn't mean that we don't have a spiritual battle, though. That's right. We still have a spiritual battle but we're not left alone because God is with us, because Christ is living on the inside of our hearts and lives. It just means that God helps us to fight the battles that we encounter throughout our life as the shepherd. He's with us and is watching over us as the shepherd does. And that's why it's so important that we always know and remember that God is a personal God. He's not some distant God just sitting on a throne in heaven But he always intended from the creation of man, from the beginning of time, God created for us to know him in that personal relationship, to walk with God, for him to be the Lord and the shepherd over our life. And so when it comes to to God being the shepherd, we know that David also talked about Jehovah-Rohi because not only was David himself a shepherd, but he knew God as his shepherd in his life. And he recognized that, being himself, being himself a shepherd. And so this is what we know in this familiar passage in Psalm 23, verses one through six. David wrote, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, there's so much going on in this passage. And again, David is writing this from a shepherd's perspective. He knows what it means to care for sheep. And he recognizes at an early age, he has the right heart before God to love God and to honor God and to make God the Lord over his life and he understands that God is his personal shepherd. So David knew God intimately and because he knew the role of a shepherd, he wrote about God in this term. I want you, I want to break it apart and just look at a few things this morning out of this passage. David was saying this first, God is our shepherd will feed, lead, and tend to us. Jesus is with us to provide security and comfort to us and to meet our needs. Jesus will feed us spiritual food. When we're in the word of God, when we are daily reading the Bible, Jesus through the Holy Spirit, who is God, or his presence, the presence of Jesus, will feed us what we need for that day. He will speak to us. He will encourage us. He will cause things to jump off the page in our lives, to feed us his word to feed us his spiritual food. That's why it's so important as sheep or as a child of God to stay in the word. 
because the Lord will feed us out of his word. That's, that's why it's so important to attend church regularly because we need to be in the word corporately, collectively together. And he will also bring others along our path to speak and to invest in us spiritually so that we grow, that's right, amen. that we are spiritually fed. God knows what we need and he knows how to feed us that's right, that's every right. single day of our relationship with him. Second thing is Jesus will lead us. As I mentioned, he will speak to us in prayer times or throughout the day, which is his leading, his prompting in our lives. He'll cause his word to jump off the pages when we're reading the Bible, and he will also open and close the doors in life for us in our lives to guide us as to where we need to be through his leading. And sometimes we can get frustrated when we are going this way, and all of a sudden that door closes, and we're going, what's going on? I thought this was the plan. I thought this is where you had me going, and Jesus is going, no. The Lord is saying, no, that's not the right way. There's another door I'm going to have you go through. And that's where we have to trust the Lord as our shepherd to to know that he knows what he's doing. We want his best. We want his will. We want his purposes and plans fulfilled in our life because that's where we will will be most at peace and fulfilled within our life. He will lead us accordingly. So we have to trust his leading. Not our own leading, not our own will, but Lord, your will be done in my life. The third thing is Jesus will tend to us. He knows what we need even before we need it, just like a shepherd knows what the sheep need even before they need it. He provides protection, provision, guidance, and healing as the shepherd of our lives. That's why it's so important that we continually surrender our lives fully to Jesus every single day as the shepherd of our life. Because he will feed, lead, and tend to us. And as a shepherd of our lives, God gives us his loving care. God loves his sheep. Jesus talked about that in the parables of the lost sheep. Jesus loves his sheep so much that he gave his life for the sheep. That's right. So because he loves us that much, he's always giving us the loving care that we need. He knows when we need rest. He knows when we need refreshment in the green pastures, as David was talking about in that passage. He knows when, when we need quiet time in his presence, the living water of Jesus to renew our minds, our hearts, and our spirits. And he knows how to guide us and to keep us on the path that God has us on all in his loving care for our lives. And because he loves us, there is nothing to fear even when we walk through dark times. And there are dark times sometimes, dark seasons, dark trials, tribulations that we walk through where we go, God, where are you? Because we see the storms of life come out against us. And we see the enemy trying to take us out. But we have to know in that moment that, Jesus, you're my shepherd. I know that you're with me. And I don't have to fear anything because you're going to help me through this situation. You're going to help me through this dark valley in this time. Because you're with us. You're watching over me and you're protecting me. God shows us his love every single day as the shepherd of our lives. And we need to ask the Lord to open up our spiritual eyes to see his provision and his leading in our lives so we can see the hand of God at work within us. Another truth as a shepherd of our lives is this. Everything we need is found in the Lord. David said, if God is the shepherd of our life, then we will lack nothing. We won't lack anything if Jesus is the Lord and the shepherd of our life. In other words, everything we need is found in him. God doesn't meet most of our needs. He meets all of them. 
God doesn't bring partial peace to our lives. He brings complete peace. That's right. That's right. God doesn't only heal certain sicknesses and disease. He heals all of them. That's right. Amen. He doesn't only provide some of what we need. He provides for the entire portion of our needs. That's, right. Amen. That's who God is. We will lack nothing if we're following Jesus as the shepherd of our life. And so God is the answer and solution to every area of our life. He really is. He has answered everything we need as a shepherd of our life because of his love for us or because of his loving care, we won't lack anything, is what David was saying. That's such a simple truth, but it's the reality and the foundation of walking by faith in Christ and with Jesus. That's why it's so important to not look in other places for what we need because only Jesus can fulfill everything as a shepherd of our lives. And he will lead us accordingly, even through his word. Every single thing that we go through, every single problem, every single situation, we can find the truth and the path in his word about how God is leading us and directing us and where he wants us to be. That's why we gotta be in the word because he'll lead us in that way. And finally, spiritual blessings come through Jesus as our shepherd. When the Lord is our shepherd, he will prepare a feast of his blessings in our lives so that our enemies or those that are against us can watch and see the goodness of God flourish in our lives. God knows as a shepherd how to take the bad situations in our life and turn them into good ones when we're surrendered to him as the shepherd. If he's leading, he'll turn everything that's negative or bad into good. He will. Because he loves us. He will tend to us with his loving care. God will bring spiritual blessings in our lives. And David said, my head is anointed with oil, which represents a spiritual blessing of gladness in our life. We have joy in our lives when God is the shepherd of our life. There's joy through Christ when he's leading us. Our cup represents abundance when David was writing here. In reference to when our cup is overflowing, if our abundance is overflowing, Dave was saying God's favor and goodness and love will go with me all the days of my life. Meaning it doesn't stop. God's favor, goodness, and love continues throughout our life so that we are dwelling or living in the presence of God continually. Dwelling in the house of the Lord forever is what David was saying there. God wants us to know him as the personal shepherd or as Jehovah Rohi in our lives so that we live in him. Amen. That we are living in Je- Jehovah Rohi, that he's the Lord, he's the shepherd of our life. He's always guiding us, he's always leading us. We're walking in that relationship of trust and faith to know that he's not gonna lead us down a wrong path. Right. And we know that he's gonna bless us spiritually when we're following him right. as the shepherd. That we seek him for everything that we need. That we walk in his loving care yeah. on a daily basis. And we experience his blessings in our life because he's a shepherd that watches over us, he protects us, and he provides for us. The second name of God we're going to look at today is Jehovah-Roi, which means the God who sees me. The God who sees me. This name is pronounced similar to Jehovah-Rohi, who is the Lord is my shepherd that we just talked about. But with the spelling difference, Jehovah-Roi means the God who sees me. And this name we first see in Genesis chapter 16 where Sarah gave Hagar, who was Sarah's female slave, to Abraham as a wife so that he could have a son since Sarah couldn't have any children. And after Hagar became pregnant and gave birth to Ishmael, Sarah became jealous and mistreated Hagar to the point where Hagar 
fled or left. And then an angel of the Lord found Hagar by a spring in the desert, and he came to encourage her. He came to speak truth to her and about some things of where she was at. And he said, I need you, Sarah, to go back to, I need you, Hagar, to go back to Sarah because you need to submit to her. She's over you, and so you need to go back and be obedient to her and follow her because I am going to bless you. I'm going to give you a son, and you're going to have a, a generation of people after your son. It will be too numerous to count. And so he told her, you're going to give birth to this son, and you're going to name him Ishmael, which means for the Lord has heard your misery. And he even said, everyone's hand will be against Ishmael, and he will live in hostility towards his brothers. And we know that from Scripture later on, reading in the accounts of the Ishmaelites and, and some of that nation, that generation. And so, but Hagar responds this way in verse 13. I want you to see this out of Genesis 16. It says, she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me, meaning you are Jehovah Roi. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That's powerful. That is powerful, I believe, even to our lives today. Let me explain it. In this moment, Hagar again calls God by the name Jehovah Roi, or you are the God that sees me. And she said this because I've encountered the God who sees me or who sees me in my situation, is what she was saying. She was, God saw her in the desperation of that moment. And as Jehovah Roi, the Lord sees everything that we go through. Come on, that's God. I know that's an encouragement to somebody here today. You're going through something right now. You're, you're maybe walking through a, a trial and the enemy's out to get you. And maybe you've been treated mis, you know, unfairly and you're, and you're struggling and you're going, God, why am I in this place? You have to hear today. You have to know today that we serve Jehovah Roi, the one or the God who sees you. He sees what you're going through. God sees everything that we experience in life. He sees everything that we go through. He sees the good times, the fun times, and the prosper times that we have, but he also sees the hard times, right. as Hagar was experiencing, the times of trials and tribulations that we walk through in life. He sees the times when others have unfairly mistreated us, like Hagar. He sees all of the things in life that are unfair towards us. And yet God knows how to bring good out of those hard times, out of those situations that we've experienced. He sees the miserable times that we're in. And Hagar was miserable because of the treatment that she'd experienced from Sarah. He sees the, those times that are not fun and he brings his blessings to our lives so that we can say, I have seen the one true God who sees me. That we can declare in our lives and the testimony that God has seen my situation. He's seen my, my misery, my desperation. And he's provided a way. Think about it this way. Putting it in the context of God is our shepherd that we just talked about. Our shepherd or the shepherd of our lives who is Jesus sees all that I go through. He sees everything that we go through. He sees the hurt. He sees the pain. He sees the tears and the frustration, the unfairness, and all the other negative things that we walk through in life. God sees it all because he's Jehovah Roi. And he will come in as a shepherd to care for us with his love, to bring us close, to hold us, to minister to us, to wipe away the tears, to wipe away the frustration, to give us and remind us his promises in our life for us. 
and what God has in store for us, despite the negative situation that we're walking through. We serve the God who is our shepherd and also the one who sees us and everything that we go through. David wrote Psalm 139 and he speaks to this very thing in verses one and two. He said, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. God sees all and he knows us. God knows you. He knows right where you're at today and what's going on in your current situation of life. We serve the God who knows everything about us, every single detail about us. He knows what we're doing right now in this moment. He knows that we're here at church. He knows what our thoughts are in this moment, what we're thinking about the current situations in our life or where our burden or our heart is at in the moment. God knows our actions. He knows the words we'll speak. And God knows all of this even before we do anything or act upon it. God already knows because he's the one who sees. And we serve the creator of the world in our lives and he knows every single detail about us. That's awesome, right? I mean, that's amazing. At the same time, sometimes it's a little scary, right? Because he sees every single detail. But he knows us better than we know ourselves. And he knows all of this because he's the God who sees. He's the God who sees everything. And so because he sees everything, because he's Jehovah Roe, we can't hide from God. That's right. There's nothing that we can do to hide from God. He sees it all. The enemy wants us to think that we can do this or that or say this or that, and God won't know. But that's a lie. That's true. Because he's the God who sees. God is the one who sees us. He sees all the good and all the bad and the ugly, Right? So we must understand that we can't hide anything from God. And we must live lives that are surrendered to his lordship as Adonai that we talked about last week because he sees all and he will hold us accountable according to our actions and words. But God's grace is greater than all of the the bad, all of the sin, all of the mistakes, all of the past. God's grace is greater if we're surrendered to him through Christ. And the benefit of God seeing everything that we go through is that he will take care of us. He will watch over us. He will provide for us. He'll take care of us. He knows how to bless your life. He knows how to provide and to protect your life and your family. That's why we must remember what it says in Psalm 33, verse 18. It says, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. Understand that as the God that sees us or the one that sees, God sees when we're faithful to follow and place our hope in him. He watches. He knows where we're at in our relationship with him. And because God sees all, we have to remember as believers and live with the mentality that he sees those who fear him, those who honor him as God in their lives, those who made Jesus first and foremost the number one priority in their life. He sees those that are faithful to follow his word, to be obedient to him, and to place their hope in him. Which really is saying out of here that those who rely on his unfailing love are the ones that God sees. He recognizes that 
Man, we're continually going back to God's love. God, I don't understand why I'm walking through this situation. I don't understand why it's so hard. I don't understand why I have to walk through this in this moment. But God, I trust you. Amen. As the shepherd of my life, God, I trust you that you're the one who sees me, that you know my situation, that you know what I'm going through. You, you see the mistreatment. You see the unfairness. You see the hurt and the pain and all that I've walked through. God, but you see also that I've honored you that I fear your name, that I'm still following after you. Amen. Yes, I may have made a mistake over here. Maybe I, maybe I, I sinned over here, but God, I, I repent of that and I, and I ask for forgiveness because I'm faithful to follow you because I know that you're the one right. who's gonna watch over me. I know you're the one that has already redeemed my life. That's right. That's right. I thank you for your forgiveness. Amen. And we get back up and God goes, I see it all. Yep. I see your faithfulness to me. I see your heart. I see that you continue to come back to me and you put all of your hope in me because I am the one source of everything. That's right. That's right. That's right. You see, God sees that and he's faithful to bless us, to provide for us, to protect us because he sees. He's the God who sees in our life. And so we must grow closer in our relationship with the Lord to know him as the shepherd of our life and as the one who sees us in everything that we go through. That's why it's personal. That's why we serve a personal God. That's why it's so important to understand the meaning of his name. To understand his nature and character because God wants to lead us and see everything that we go through in order to meet us at our point of need and to follow his voice in our life. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?